the intro again. Don't, please don't. You really gonna do this? Yeah, it's our show. We do what we want. Oh my God, no! Not another freaking wrestling podcast. Yay! Like I said, I don't get people watching. Me. So either you love me or you don't. I love you. I love you too. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Not Another Freaking Wrestling Podcast. We're your hosts. I'm JD, and I have nothing clever to say this week. Is Christmas ah. over yet? <laughs> I'm Jake, and God damn it, JD, you stole my fucking line. <laughs> uh, I'm Ty, and I'm um, currently looking for bookings. I already said mine. <laughs> like you're all Didn't say his name, like, though. Fucking here we go. I am Shane. Is Christmas over yet? Is that okay. properly done? You didn't uh, say your name first. I'm, I'm sure they know me by my fucking rascal. <laughs> well, I mean, it's, yeah, it's like the Gideon Force intro. We have to say our name. It's like a tribe called Quest. You have to say the whole thing every time. Note it. I will... <laughs> Fucking note that next time. All right. Uh, so everybody, uh, normally on this podcast, we uh, do what we're doing right now. Laugh, have fun, and uh, don't take things too seriously. But today we're going to take things just a little more seriously and uh, discuss something that's pretty prevalent in the wrestling community, and it's uh, mental health issues. Um, this is going to be a series of episodes not just a one-off thing where to get other people on to talk to them. Uh, we'll talk amongst ourselves and discuss our mental health journeys and how wrestling's impacted it and how it's impacted the wrestling. Um, because I, I know it's a two-way street. Um, just so everyone knows, this is a blanket trigger warning. If you have um, any triggers talking about thoughts of suicide or anything like that, Please be aware that this will be discussed throughout the episode and that um, different mental health and uh, illnesses and conditions and disorders will be discussed. So uh, I'll start things off since this was my idea and uh, so everyone can get an idea what we're talking about. Um, I mean, I've kind of always had mental health problems throughout my life. Uh, thoughts of suicide. A um, couple attempts. Uh, on top of that, the army uh, left me with PTSD, severe anxiety, um, major depressive disorder, uh, and more thoughts of suicide because of the PTSD. I've uh, been on and off medications throughout my life, in and out of therapy. I'd say it's helped. Uh, not always, but uh, so I dealt with a lot of this, most of this before wrestling. I didn't start wrestling until I was out of the army. Um, being in wrestling, found out pretty quickly it's a, uh, it's an aesthetic business. It matters how you look, which uh, led to a lot of body dysmorphia. Uh, Tyler was my roommate at one point, as well as my tag team partner. So he can tell you, I went days without eating at some at some points. Uh, just trying to maintain a figure. Um, on top of that, I mean, you got like 
paying for tryouts and paying for people to tell you, you know what, uh, get in a little better shape and come back. Um, I mean, wrestling's just, it's rough on the psyche. And on top of that, having already, you know, dealt with my shit throughout my life, it was just compounded a lot of that. I had multiple episodes where I broke down in the locker room. Uh, just couldn't deal with the stress of life and wrestling. And I was usually something wrestling related that led to it, but life had just built up before that. And that was what broke the dam. Um, yeah, man, for me, it's just wrestling brings me a lot of joy, but it also puts a lot of pressure on my life as a whole when I am actively wrestling and trying to make the towns and make the dates and uh, trying to put on a good match every night, maybe getting stuck with somebody I don't like and having to figure out how to work something out around that. It uh, adds a lot of pressure. It's not always easy. Uh, I don't do it obviously at all, hardly anymore. So it's not as big of a deal of my life as it used to be. And since then, honestly, my mental health improved a lot since I stopped wrestling. I've gotten to the point where I don't just, I mean, I kind of <laughs> let myself go for a while. I gained like 30 pounds, got a little fat. Didn't really worry about it either because I was like, I don't have to be in front of people and have my shirt off. That's nice. <laughs> but, uh, you know, I feel like for a lot of guys, this is stuff they don't want to talk about because everyone's dealing with it. So why, why put it out in the open? And uh, I feel like it causes a lot of problems because we just bury our shit. And it just erodes at us, just eats away at us. And I've, personally, I just think it's stuff we need to have out in the open to be, be able to talk about and be able to lean on each other for. Because, I mean, I know we always say our own book is open, but who actually reaches out? I mean, that's if not, true. If you're not willing to reach out, nobody can talk to you. Let's go next. Oh, I was always kind of the inverse of that. Like, especially like the last couple of years. Like, was it 2018 when I got divorced? Yes, that was it. And since I've lived in this apartment since 2011, like, there's always been somebody here. Whether I was living with my brother or some other roommates or my ex-wife. And her sister, and or my sister, or who the fuck ever, like, there was always somebody around, and then all of a sudden, one day, there's nobody around anymore. It was just me. And wrestling was the only time that I left. Like, I used to make the joke, I only left my fucking apartment if money or food or both were involved, and wrestling usually ticked both of those boxes. You know, and I'd get to go laugh and cut up and have fun with the, you know, with the boys and fucking wrestle and get my mind off of everything else, and I'd come home my fucking 2 a.m. fucking fast food and then sit here and be like, oh, wait. And I'm by myself again. Okay. That was not good times. But <clears throat> And then, like, 
2020 happened, and Jesus Christ, it made it worse. And I didn't get to wrestle anymore because nobody was running shows. And... Oh, brother. <laughs> you know, and I got, had to cancel trips and, and, and wrestling shows getting canceled. And then, and, 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 you know, and then I met Katie, and now somebody lives with me again. So that's fun. And I get to share wrestling with her. To show her how to do it and why to do it. And she didn't follow Shane's advice and not getting into the business when she could have stayed out. Because <laughs> she asked Shane when she met Shane the first time, she was like, what advice can you give me in, about the wrestling business? He goes, stop now. And then the next time he sees her, he's like, well, since she didn't follow my first advice, here's this. And, you know, it was good. And everybody's so, like, super nice to her and accommodating to her and, and – I don't know. It, it's fun to see now, especially now. Like wrestling used to be, and you guys can all fucking relate to that shit. Like when we were all coming in, like there was this whole gatekeeping mentality around wrestling. Like the older guys didn't want to fucking help you. They didn't want to fucking show you nothing. They'd just tell you you'd suck and not explain why. Or they'd want to take liberties. And I tell the kids that all the time now. Like you guys are so fucking lucky that some of the, the like us old guys are super nice and want to show you the stuff, want to hang out and do this and that and the other thing. And the old and guys don't like the advice, though. <laughs> That's true, too. But, you know, I mean, and I can see where, like, when we were younger, that'd be in a big detriment to the mental health thing. You know, it's like you're, you're constantly getting told you suck and you're never told how to improve and all this. And you're like, man, fuck it. Am I really that fucking bad? Yeah. I was never a very self-confident person when I was in high school. Wrestling certainly didn't help that straight away. And now I kind of like to think I'm okay at this. Not great. You just recycle stuff. It's okay. Oh, damn it, D'Lo. <laughs> I saw that spot before. I, I've done it a couple of times. But it's also cool when you start finding more like-minded people and shit, too, you know? that you can talk to about this shit. Like, I, I don't think under any other normal circumstances, the, the three of us or the four of us would have met each other. What the stupid shit that we fucking do or used to do. And you know, yet here we are. Like, I would have never met Shane all the way up in fucking Knoxville living down here, not leaving my house. You know, I crossed paths with T.Y. in high school, but like he told me that and I don't remember it. The three of us were at the same concert at one point, too. Yeah, like, yeah, that's the same thing with the Dylan Hales at um, TWE. Like, we both have stories about going to shows in Chattanooga, like music shows, that we were both at and did not see each other. Like, so it's wrestling is why I met him, not because it's so weird. I know I dog on wrestling a lot and talk about how much I fucking hate wrestling, but... I love you guys. Always have. <laughs> love you too, buddy. I hate everything about wrestling, aside from the in-ring part. The rest of it's stupid. <laughs> Except for you guys. You guys are my friends. There's, there's some shows that I can deal with, that I can, like, open up to. Like, if I got a one-off to, like, go to different like a totally different state that I'm not familiar with at all. Nine times out of 10, like I'm going to keep to myself unless somebody 
compliments me or tries to critique my match or whatever. Um, but I try to make it a point to let people know, hey, how you doing? How you feeling? So, because I think that letting somebody know that you're there, even if you don't know them, it's very important to um, to let let that be known because you never know what somebody's going to go through or what they're going through at that current time, you know. And um, I'm, of course, I've got very few people that I absolutely refuse to talk to because of how they make me feel or how they've treated me and stuff like that. And I think my downfall was out of all of this is I hold on to that anger a little too much if that heat's boiled over for way too long. And now I'm at, I'm at a later part stage of my life, even my career to be like, why am I holding on to this garbage? All it's doing is hurting me. And I, I feel like if I could be a difference maker, even if I wasn't in, in the wrong with a lot of that stuff, I'd try to say, Hey, I'm sorry for whatever happened. What, what can I do? Like make things better. You know, you know what I mean? Because how I view things, we should never have to be in a hostile environment in the workplace, whether it be your shoot job or even doing, doing wrestling shows, you know, um, because I've stroked, struggled heavily with my emotions. I mean, Jake is probably it, JD being up there too. Both know around my twenties, maybe even going into my thirties, hot headed. Sometimes over the the most ridiculous shit ever. Like now, I'm about to turn thirty seven. I'm like. You know, why am I why am I upset about this stuff now? Like what is this accomplishing? It's only gonna hurt my performance, it's gonna hurt my character, it's gonna hurt hurt me with building these relationships with these sh- promoters and shows and stuff like that. And um like when I talk to younger people, I'm like, Hey, just if you're mad about something, just get over it. It's not important. It really isn't. And if it's that bad, go somewhere else, you know. Uh, you don't gotta be committed to a show where you're gonna be where you're gonna be so miserable because life is too short to be miserable. You know, have a good time. And um, wrestling's not shit. You should be losing sleep over. Uh, yeah, exactly. You shouldn't be. It's meant to to have a good time. And um, I'll admit, like my my bullshit behavior in the past has cost me wrestling shows and who knows where that could have led to in life that's on me so i you know with my situation now i try to keep a calm head and and i feel like i'm doing a very well job now than when i was doing in my 20s because i was fucking up horribly but um yeah i mean I don't, I mean, there's way too much more stuff that I could go into, but mainly my biggest issue is me being so 
hot-headed, which that's, like I said, it's drastically went down now with my my career and stuff. And well, there'll be some shows that I'll reach out to and say, hey, I'm available or whatever, either being left on red or promoters lying to you or whatever the case may be. But at the end of the day, I mean, maybe it has, I'd start to think, well, maybe it has to do with how how I react to certain things and maybe they don't like that or how it was in the past. And, and, I, and I can understand that. Some people hold on to a grudge. And again, why well, do that? It's not, that's not healthy. It really isn't. But each to their own, I guess. Yeah, holding a grudge really isn't worth it. Uh, and I think you're right. Thanks. But in the famous words of Forrest Gump, that's all I got to say about that. I like how you imitated that very well. <laughs> I love that movie, dude. Oh, man. I, uh, I've always been depressed and I never do anything about it. I probably should go to therapy. I don't talk about talk about my feelings very often. Um. Wrestling really is taxing on you, especially with somebody like me who juggles so many hats. Um, Rather it be uh, being a dad, which sometimes I think I suck at that. Um, You know, being a good friend, sometimes I I think I suck at that. I mean, I just have a lot of doubt, uh, self-doubt. Wrestling didn't really help that in the beginning. And, uh, you know... I mean, it's pretty documented uh, about things that have happened to me in my life. You know, losing a child, um, that fucks you up. I didn't wrestle for like a year. Just because. Because I've always been a proponent that even if I don't like you, it's still my job to protect you. And if I'm in a bad mood, uh, I didn't do it very often, but I would cancel shows. Because it just wasn't in the mindset of going out here and going, hey, I'm going to protect this dude, protect myself, and we're both going to get out unscathed. Like, I did that once, and that was the only time it took. Because somebody got hurt. And it was my fault. Um, I do have a reputation for being safe, and people trust me and all that, but it just, stuff like that. So if I, I, if I was ever in one of those states where it's like, man... Fuck this, I can't think right, can't think straight. I'm not going to wrestle, and I think everybody should do that. Because you're just going to hurt somebody else, or hurt yourself. So if you're ever in a state where you don't, you're not sure, or anything like that, cancel the fucking show. Don't make the fucking town. Will the promoter be mad at you? Probably. But who cares? There's fucking guys sitting in the, the wings, wet, ready to go. Um, you know, and then 2020 was fucking horrible (laughs) to say the fucking least COVID, um, people passing away, um, stuff like that. I've attempted stuff, um, before, uh, rather it was drugs or pills or whatever didn't take, um, I've had a gun to my head. 
and I and and it's weird because at that time somebody had called me. I was sitting here like this, and the phone rings. And the thing that people don't understand, and Jake has said it very to me before, um, I had things very well. Um, example, Drew's uh, thing, I, I told Jake, I said, man, I'm nervous as hell. And he said, couldn't tell. You look like normal business as usual. And, you know, if it wasn't for that person sitting there taking up 30 minutes of my time, I probably wouldn't be here because they started talking to me and it's just like that divine intervention. It's like, oh, okay, fucking whatever. Um, so, I mean, take care of yourself. Take care of you first. Uh, wrestling can wait. Uh, I don't talk to people because I feel like I'm a burden. And that goes back to childhood things and stuff like that, that that's a whole different discussion. Um, so I don't really talk about my feelings, but I try to check on people um, when I can. And then the thing about it, too, in my experience, and this is going to sound probably fucking horrible, but anybody, I, I know people in this age of social media, I'm trying to word this where it's fucking doesn't come off like I'm a dick or I'm being inconsiderate, but in this day and age of social media, most people who commit suicide, you never know. They're not going to get on Facebook and post, oh, yeah, I'm feeling bad and I might kill myself. Most of the time, that's seeking attention. And anybody, I've had friends that kill themselves. Anytime we hung out, a normal day. Next thing I know, I'm getting a call. They blew their brains out. You know what I mean? And so I'm not discrediting anything. Any way that you need to get help, do it. But don't try to make it a, uh, a thing to get attention. If that makes sense. Because if you look back and look at, at most anybody, even in your personal experience, anybody who's ever off themselves, no one ever knew. It was a normal day. Everything They did everything normal. And most people who do kill themselves, I think the best representation of a suicide for me was Hills. I don't know if you guys have watched that show. But where his dad running there, he's running through doing his normal workout. He does everything around the house, does everything for the family. And then at the end of it all, he just fucking blows his brains out. And that, in my experience, is mainly how that goes. And that's the best representation of that on film. Because, like I said, nobody fucking knew. The family didn't know. The people in the town didn't know. They saw him jogging, doing his normal daily routine. And next thing you know, he's fucking painting the walls red. So. And like I tell people, you can make make it through anything. If you look at me. And you say, well, 
he's lost a child. He lost his mother. He lost his grandmother. He lost his friend. He's still here. You can do it. You just got to find that one thing that gives you that push. That's just in my experience. I hope that didn't come off like too dickish or anything like that. No, not at all, man. Um, yeah, man, I'm, I'm glad you guys are willing to share and, um, I'm hoping we can get more people on to do this and to actually start a discussion around this in the wrestling community, because I feel like it's a discussion that needs to be had. Um, like I said, the more people talk about it, the more you can be willing to reach out to somebody if you're hurting and actually say something because there's not a stigma around it. I just I always wish that there like this whole concept of oh, fucking man up would go away. You know that's not toxic. Fucking, that's toxic masculinity, man. That's that's yeah. all it is. Yeah, I just fucking why what? just because you're a dude do do you have to not be an emotional fucking person? Like who who made that a rule? It's just that whole whole concept of you're a man, you're stronger, faster. You're a provider, protector. You know, that's a lot of fucking pressure. I don't give a fuck what anybody says. Like, prov- providing for another human life while trying to provide for yourself, protecting another human life, making sure that they're doing the right things uh, so they grow up to be a better person, and better than you, uh, going to your shoot job, uh, dealing with friends, on top of fucking wrestling and wrestling's nothing but high school and I've said high school it's fucking exhausting it's fucking dumb it no wonder people feel the way they are because it's fucking horrible Uh, that that's uh, I've always been a big proponent that the culture around wrestling needs to change like it's like everyone's stuck in a state of arrested development where they're all like sling around high school drama. That's all they know how to do because it's all anyone else does. And I, I feel like if that doesn't change, then the whole culture around wrestling is just not going to change. Well, it kind of has in recent years. It's not quite as bad as it used to be. The indies are still pretty bad though. Well, yeah, but like in my experience, it's not what it was 15 years ago. No, not at all. Um, no. But I feel like this is, like you said in an earlier podcast, these guys are lucky to have people like us who have been through all that shit, who just want to get back and make sure that wrestling's better than we left it. And like I said, I wish I, it was a toxic time when I got into wrestling and a lot of the mode timers didn't want to give up their fucking spot. They're out there fucking you know, fucking limp dicking around in the ring thinking that they're fucking still going to get a shot at the Fed. And you go out there, you know, do your best and you ask them, hey, how'd it look? Oh, it fucking sucked. Well, what sucked about it? Well, I, I don't know. Because you didn't fucking watch. Mm-hmm. That's basically it. Yeah. But anytime anybody has ever asked me to watch if I'm available to watch, I do watch. And and sometimes I don't. 
and it's because you know I'm getting pulled this direction or that direction or or whatever. But I don't care to watch. Like when I was doing training, I used to do five fit five minute matches. You remember? We give them spots to fucking do in the match and give them the finish, but they have to get there the rest of the way. And that was the best proponent for them to me personally for somebody to learn because that's all you need. Fucking start finish. Yeah, we, we, it, you fill you fill it in, and then we watched what you would do, and then we'd say, "Hey, well, maybe that was good, but move this here, move that there." I feel like you and I, and it was mostly you and I at UEW uh, doing the training, did a really good job of like letting the guys stretch their wings and see what they could do as far as those five minute matches, and like make them fill in the blanks and make them have to actually think on the spot on the fly instead of planning everything out and then doing it. Yeah. Well, that kind of reminds me of a, there's a drill we do um, at TWE with Jaden's trainees where we'll, we'll give them a five minute match and their only instruction will be uh, something that they're not allowed to do or something that we definitely want to see in the match. And then you go out and you give them however long they call the little match. And they'll come in and do it. Like me and Katie had to do one. And uh, Dylan wanted us to uh, do limb work for the heat. And there were no rope breaks allowed. And then he was like, go, do your match. It was like, okay. Or he gave one to two other, one, two other kids was uh, no strikes. It was like. You know, and the rest of us watching were serving as the crowd. So, you know, and I was just telling some kids last night, like, the audience will tell you what they want to see. You just have to know how to listen to what they're telling you. Yeah. Getting back on the subject, don't stress wrestling, guys. It's not worth your mental health. It's not worth it. Um, most guys who get in your DM and Start running their mouth ain't gonna do shit. That high school fucking shit. Just fucking cut it out. It's not worth it. Your your job should be focusing on making the show better, making yourself better, making your opponent better. That's more important than oh, why am I not main event? Why do I have to drop to this belt to so and so? Why do I have to lose? Why, you know, it's just not worth the shit, guys. A pin me, pay me mentality goes a long way. It really does. Yeah, that's what I've told people. That's what I told Ben. I said, I'll do whatever you want me to do on this Drew show. If you want me to put somebody over, I'm going to put them over. Fucking pin me, pay me, and go home. At the end of the day, it's just a job. It's not a well-paying job most of the time. But, like, if you walked into your fucking nine-to-five and your boss wanted you to do a thing, you said, well, I don't want to do that. You're not going to have there very long, are you? Nope. But even well, then, your nine-to-five is nothing to fucking, you know, put yourself through mental anguish over either. Well, I think also, too, we can make a whole episode about this. So, uh, about show etiquette and shit like that which i think would be good but let's just focus on this you can go on a 20 minute spot about handshakes again <laughs> Nah, 
Fuck that. <laughs> well, uh, let's uh, let's leave it here for this week, and uh, we'll come back around to this and uh, continue this series later on. Uh, bring some other guys on and talk about their journey with it and how they feel it interacts with their wrestling. Uh, but for now, thank you everyone for uh, listening in, taking a break, and getting real with us. Uh, we'll be back in your feeds next week with uh, a special Christmas episode. Uh, all about our uh, favorite holiday movies. Uh, Shane finally watched Elf, which will come up in the episode, obviously. Uh, thank you once again for listening to another Freaking Wrestling Podcast, and we'll be back in your feeds next week. Jake? Free mental health.